Welcome back. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed Matali's episode last week. I know I did. I know. Like, can you believe? He knows famous people. <laughs> like, he's amazing himself, oh but, like, he actually knows, like, Blake Lively's love interest from Gossip Girl. And, you know. Oh, my goodness. He's the main actor in the U oh series of Netflix. <laughs> but anyway. That's, the only, that's not the only thing he has to offer, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but anyway a, also, a gossip girl fan would you know <laughs> yes like he said i make all the white girls freak out because i because i did this thing with this guy i was like and then white girl over here like oh my god i was like, oh my god. <laughs> I was like okay yeah you literally you read the room <laughs> uh anyway today we have the amazing ababa belly please introduce like because matali was your like you brought him in yes and now you're and bringing, bringing ababa i brought in ivan though just <laughs> letting you guys know but anyway go ahead um one word to describe ababa she is just amazing like i met her at church at i actually go to impact church obviously she goes too and the moment i met her i just felt so welcomed i felt like i just like from a small talk that i had with her i just i felt like i could tell her anything i felt like i could be vulnerable around her and like, I could have a good laugh, you know? Like, she just, you know, like, heart. Yeah, she's, oh, same way. She's like, so I met sweet. Her, I met her today while we were recording, and I feel like I could share my deepest, darkest secrets with her, and, I, and right. they would be safe. Right. But she is a social worker. She's a life coach. Yeah. She works with Impact Youth, mm-hmm. and she does share her testimony, and she gives us amazing advice with right, her yeah. vision. For free. For free. And her vision is something you definitely want to stick around for. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and I'll see you guys or not see. We'll hear from you guys. I'll hear from you guys next week. All right. Stay tuned. I just want to ask like, you know, how have you been feeling this week and the past week? Like, I know it's been a lot. So we've, because of everything that's been going on, we've been asking all of our interviewees, our guests, (laughs) our guests, our guests, how they've, how they've been feeling. So. Uh, No, 100. Um, There's been quite a trying week. Um, (laughs) I, I think obviously the elections and whatnot have created such uncertainty for everyone. Um, And it doesn't even matter what side you're on. Uh, There's just, there's so much that's happening. And I think for me, um, I hate politics, first of all. Like I just hate it. I understandable grew up in a home where my father is a politician and I like run away from anything politics in my family. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Like I hear you talk all day, dad, but uh, I'm good. Um, So for me, it's really been trying to protect my peace um, Mm -hmm. this past week, really not hearing watching I haven't watched the news much at all this week actually I think Saturday was the only day that I turned on the news um and since then I haven't watched it and it is for the best because 
once I turn that news on, I just get so consumed. Um, and it creates such a cycle, an unhealthy cycle. Um, so that has been good for me to recognize. Um, it's Mm -hmm. been a work in progress for me, uh, just to really recognize that there are things that are, people are going to say that are going to frustrate you. There's posts that you're going to see that's going to frustrate you. Um, but let's try to walk away as much as we can and protect my mind in all honesty. So that has been good. Um, it has been really good to, um, work on that aspect of life. Um, so yeah, it's smart move. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It has been exhausting. Um, but God's got plans and amen. Uh, I'm trusting that more than anything that his plans will prevail. Um, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. All right. So we're going to start with our first question. Um, all right. So just tell us about yourself and, you know, that can include your background, testimony, if you feel comfortable and, you know, growing up, career, wherever Anything you want to take and it. and everything. Right. For sure. For sure. That's like a, it's a lot, I guess. <laughs> Ababa. Um, <laughs> well, I think the most important thing, no matter who I talk to, people know that I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And um, that is like, I need to give honor where honor is due. Um, And that's my heavenly father. Like he is the one that has sustained my life through and through um, every possible avenue that I've walked in and down. And he's so good. So I'm a Christian. One, Um, I'm the youngest of three kids. Uh, I am half Ethiopian, half Southern Sudanese. Um, So East Coast, East Africa, all the way. Um, And I was born in Saudi Arabia. So I moved at a young age. Um, I was about four years old when we moved to the States Um, and we moved straight to Massachusetts. And this is where I was raised. Um, I come from a pretty awesome home. Um, Parents still married, 38 years strong. So beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. I, yeah. (laughs) aspire to be them one day yeah, um, me too I aspire to be your parents too <laughs> <laughs> I love it. um so I have I'm an aunt my prides and joy like just love them more than anything <laughs> the best name that you could ever be called is auntie like literally it's just ah. <laughs> <laughs> not even mommy just auntie <laughs> Not even Bobby, like Bobby, but one day, the Lord willing, one day, but for now, Auntie is just where it's at. Um, And professionally, um, I am a social worker. I have my master's in social work. Um, and I work at a hospital and I work at Boston Medical Center, um, in their case management department. Uh, it's crazy working in a hospital nowadays. Um, and that has like really opened my eyes to just a lot, um, just stuff. Um, and I just recently became a certified life coach, um, Yeah. Awesome. Yes. (laughs) I just recently also started my own business. Like, what's your business about? It it is a life coaching business. Um, so I, I'm working, I have clients already, which is 
thank you, God. Um, really cool. Uh, so I, life coaching, I think the difference between social work, well, not I think, but the difference between social work and life coaching, life coaching is not a clinical world. It's not therapy. It's not, and it's hard being a social worker and not combining all of it, but um, life coaching is really walking alongside individuals um, who are working on goals, setting goals for them, like running after those things that they have like wanted for such a long time and have like let sit in the back burner. So for me, it's really helping them accomplish the goals and dreams that they've had for their lives. Um, As you accomplish yours. (laughs) Exactly. Which right. is awesome. Yes, it's so right. cool. It's so cool. Uh, so just being an ear um, that is open and ready to listen um, and making plans and running towards that like ultimate goal that they have for themselves. Um, so that's what I just recently started doing. And it has just been so, so life-giving. Um, I just love it. That's I awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, since we're already there, um, what brought you to choosing your career what, as a life coach and as a social worker? Because you do, I mean, you do both. You, yeah. you are a woman with, with much to bring on the table. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> thanks. So <laughs> I think for me, I've, I've always been a helper. Um, I've always been that person that people go to with their stuff, um, their hard things, their joyous moments. And I just know, like, even in my family, like I'm the peacemaker of our home, you know, mm-hmm. um, I do not like <laughs> conflict. It is not for me. I just, I want peace in our home. And, um, that's how it was growing up. And mm-hmm. like, my mom would come to me and be like, Ababa. I need you to talk to your father. Ababa, I needed you to talk to your sister and brother. That's literally me. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's exhausting, but it is a privilege. It's a true privilege. Um, So knowing that has like just been me at the core. um, It was hard for me to not run towards that goal. Um, Mm -hmm. As a student, when I was, like even in high school, I knew I wanted to work with people. What avenue, what capacity? I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew I wanted to work with people. Um, so I think for me, the joy that I get is really seeing people walk through like really tough seasons in their lives um, and walk out in just such a beautiful like product you know um I've done a lot of therapy work with individuals and have seen people like in crisis um and getting to see what their end result was in my time of working with them Mm -hmm. has just been the most beautiful and gratifying thing for me um and I think that is really that's why I do it um that's why I do the work that I do it's how I got to what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Wow. Like from my understanding, obviously you're helping people who, like you just said, are in crisis and um, a lot of therapists or counselors or even life coach, I hear that they do therapy or that sometimes it can be very emotionally draining. 
So what are your thoughts on that? 100%. It can be very emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, I am a big person on therapy myself. Um, I truly do believe um, in order for me, so I can't take the credit for this because I went through a season in grad school. Um, My last semester of grad school, I was literally ready to throw in the towel and just call it quits um, because I had started dealing with major panic attacks, major anxiety. Mm -hmm. And my dad was like, Ababa, in order for you to be the best therapist that you can be, in order for you to be the best social worker that you can be, I think it's time for you to go get the help that you need. And I was like, oh, dad, (laughs) yeah, you're right. Um, And that was like such a eye-opening experience for me because here I am as an intern, like working alongside these families from broken homes. And there's just so much that was piling up that I like, I broke, I couldn't handle it myself. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to have been a suitable candidate to work with these families, I needed to get the help that I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started therapy. And I think it is so important if you are trying to help individuals that are in such hard circumstances to take care of yourself first. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, how on earth are you supposed to give? How on earth are you supposed to give advice and walk alongside people that are hurting and broken while you're hurting and broken yourself? Um, so I think it is pivotal for people to take care of themselves mentally through therapy, self-care, 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 hurt it all forever, blah, blah, blah. But, um, (laughs) self-care is so important. You need to take care of self. Um, so whatever that looks like for me, I just love spending time with my nephew and my niece and my nephews and niece, um, that is my self-care. I, I journal. Um, Mm. Journaling is beautiful. Um, I color. Um, Not an artist, but I color um, (laughs) therapeutically because it's just, it's such a great um, stress reliever. Um, Mm -hmm. And making sure you have that one person yourself that you can talk to as well. Um, I have actually some of my best friends are social workers as well um, from college and will like <laughs> I just was talking to one of them like because today was a rough day for the both of us and we were talking like what like what happened today <laughs> uh, so being able to really um, share your joys and pains with uh, individuals I think is just so important yeah yeah that's, that's so great. awesome that your father was able to recognize. like the signs and symptoms, even though you said like he's a politician, but he was very in tune to what you were experiencing. I know not a lot of people have that. Right. Yeah. And it was actually, it was humbling for me because I grew up in an African home. Like mental health is not anything that was ever discussed growing up. You know, the Latinx community. Right. Right. And um, I think my dad it started with me. Like it started with me and for that, my parents to really recognize like, she's actually, she's struggling. We need to 
not just cover her in prayer, but we also need to walk alongside her and, and encourage her to seek the help that she needs. Um, so to break that stigma in my home was amazing. Um, I think it's one of those things now, like seven years down the road where it's an open discussion, you know, are you struggling right now? Yeah, mom and dad, I'm really struggling and okay, well, what can we do? Um, and it, yeah, so like forever, like I thought it was just one of those things that was never going to be broken. It was always just going to be silenced and I can never speak about it in my home or even church growing up. Like it just wasn't a thing. Um, but to know that even my parents that or older adults, like things can shift, things can break in your home and like thoughts and patterns that were created for such a long time can actually come to a breaking point for mm -hmm. people to recognize, you know, and I just, I think that's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Breaking generational cycles are amazing that we're able to do that. Yeah. Um, but other than your career, Belly told me that you're involved with Impact Youth. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am a youth leader. Um, I have been a youth leader for the past 12 plus years, not just at Impact Church, but in my churches previously. Um, I love youth. They are literally my heartbeat. Like, I just love them um, so much. And it has been such an honor to be able to serve on this specific ministry because it was just recently birthed, you know? Um, I mean, our church is not that old itself. Um, mm -hmm. It's pretty young. And to be able to have started from the beginning and watching the roots grow from that has been beautiful. Um, I, I really enjoy working with youth because it just, middle school and high school are just such pivotal years um, in your journey in life. Yeah. And you to be able to invest in young kids, students at that age, I think is just so important. Um, I know for me, I loved my youth pastor growing up and he was just, he was the best. I still talk to him. I still call him my youth pastor. Like he will be my youth pastor through and through. So to see how much of an impact he had on my life when I was like in high school to now an adult and his age kind of like, it's just, it's really neat. Um, so it's, it's been great. Um, I love my kiddos. What was yeah. it like to, to start basically like a youth program at your church? And you did say it started, your church is still very new. Yeah. Our church is new. Um, and we, we have such a great core, uh, group of people that are a part of our team. Um, and our youth director is just phenomenal. Um, and she just has such incredible vision for the youth. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what I drink. So uh, to be able to, to like glean from what she has like seen for our students, um, I think is just really neat because we literally started from scratch literally from scratch. Um, and we didn't know what was gonna happen. We didn't know what to expect, but these students were hungry. Um, they were so hungry 
for what we had to offer and um they're super hungry now and they're still like involved in the midst of the pandemic and that has been incredible to see these students be like mm, well we're gonna step up in different ways like as leadership we're gonna we're gonna come and record for a youth group with you guys like it's just mm -hmm. been amazing to see these students also be cr created into leaders um and just feeding little nuggets here and there um, and not realizing what was going to come of this. Um, yeah, it's been amazing. It's been a beautiful yeah. journey. Um, I follow the, the Instagram account, but can you drop it real quick? Because yeah. those kids. So, yo, those kids. Our Impact Youth Instagram page is impactchurch.youth. Yes. That's, it. That's it. Follow because those kids. Follow, please. Yes. It's, yes. 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 I love it. All right. So there's gonna be a shift in the questions. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Well, it's a two-part question. So the first mm -hmm. part is, um, we were wondering if you can share your testimony, and you can share as much as you want, as little or not at up, all, or not at all. Yeah, up to you. Um. But yeah, we were hoping you could share a little bit. Of course. Um, yeah, so I think a huge part of my story comes from a place of being broken. Um, I, like I said, I grew up, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my faith was always the bedrock of our home. Um, and I'm grateful for that because I don't know where I would be now um, if that was not the case. So I... Um, I grew up going to church camp and whatnot. And as a junior in high school, I, um, attended, was a part of this missions group, um, for juniors in high school where we traveled to the Dominican Republic. And what was I like 16 years old? I didn't know what was happening with life or whatnot. Um, I didn't know who I was as an individual in all honesty. And I met some of my greatest friends, but I also met now who is my ex-husband. Um, when I was 16, we, we started dating when I was a freshman in college. Um, and that was interesting. So like, I think a huge part of this is so t my parents have been married for 38 years, 100%. That is beautiful. But my dad um, was away for a lot of the time um, because he worked um, overseas. So he was away for like 15 years. And as trying as that can be, um, he would come home and like hang out for like a month and whatnot. And then he'd have to go back. And so I didn't fully see what marriage was like supposed to be you know um I now recognize the true beauty of marriage I see my parents like just in love like nobody's business and it's beautiful and I see like my brother and my sister both married like they're married to their spouses and I was like I guess I didn't really know what to expect marriage to be um uh, so a youngin, I was in college, we started dating, 
we dated for like two years and then we broke up and that year was horrible um just like a lot of like pain um a lot of pain um I slipped into those were like the beginning spouts of depression for me um and then I started drinking like Ababa has always been like super joyous person like that is who people know me as but then in that season of life I was I was broken I was heart like my heart was shattered I didn't know what to I didn't know what to do with myself other than to find that release in drinking. Worst possible decision, but it was a decision that I made um, because I didn't know what else to do. Um, and in that area of life, like therapy, I that was like not even a thought in my mind. Um, so we'd broken up for like a little over a year, ended up getting back together. He ended up moving here to Mass because he was he was from out of state. And then I went to grad school. Um, we ended up getting engaged right after grad school and um, got married. <laughs> um, got married and was, it was a rough time. Um, there was just a lot of um, unhealthiness in our marriage, a lot of um, things that were untold in to me um, as an individual, as his wife. Um, and that just, I fell into a deeper place of depression. I was suicidal, um, like things that I would have never thought for myself. Um, and all because when I said I... <laughs> till death do us part. It was literally till death do us part. I took my vows super seriously and there was no like, take me out of that like situation. Like, and if the only way out is for me to kill myself, I guess I'll do that, which is wow. insane, like insane. Um, so it was just a very unhealthy marriage and created a lot of brokenness in myself created a lot of depression and a lot of anxiety. And I was on medication for a while, um, for like six years of my life. And, um, yeah, so that's like a huge part of who I, that's a huge part of my story. And I can't run away from that, but so, like people will be like, Whoa, you just went through a divorce. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did. Like, can you tell? Um, so it's just, it's been beautiful just being able to see like, how broken I was to the true redemptive story that God has created um, for me um, has just been beautiful. And I'm just so grateful to have walked it um, because even in the midst of the brokenness, even in the midst of all of it, like God has, God never like hid his face. Like he mm -hmm. was constantly there, even like in those moments where I was ready to go take those pills and just ready to take my life there was always that like small voice, still small voice that is like, nope, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. So I'm so grateful for that because now here I am like just a walking testimony of the goodness of God. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what brought you to from, well, you mentioned a little bit, but what brought you from being like, I'm going to take till death do us part seriously to, 
I need to get out of, of this relationship? Yeah. So (laughs) I had no choice. Um, I had no choice in it. He was living a life that was not uh, a life that I was to be a part of. Um, He actually came out um, and said he was gay. So I, you know, um, had no choice in that. So um, that was the end all be all. Um, And it was a shocker for sure. But I'm telling you, God like snatched me out of that fire. Um, So much could have happened. So much more could have happened. I could not be here today, you know? Um, And goodness. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. Um, And that was, it was hard. Like for me, it was really hard because I'm like, I just failed my parents. Like my parents spent all this money on this wedding and like, look at what happened. Like, I'm so sorry. But I, I remember the day that it all went down. I literally called my mom. She was the first person I called. And I was like, I just need you to tell me that you love me. I just need you to tell me that you love me. And so I'm having this conversation with my mom sobbing and then getting calls from my dad who was at the time in Africa. Um, he wasn't even home. And he's like, do I need to come? And I'm like, no, dad, just tell me you love me, you know? Um, and I am, uh, yeah. So that, I think that was like the most peace I have had in my life um, in that moment was like, all right, Abba, here we go. Let's get, let's get on with life. Like you are out of this place now. Um, it was not you for such a long time. You thought it was you. Like you thought your husband did not want you. You thought your like you were not worthy of being loved by your husband. Um, but it wasn't you. Um, and I think that's like, I'm so grateful for that because there were so many like mind games that were being had um, for such a long time. And um, to have finally had that release in mm-hmm. me was just a breath of fresh air. Um, yeah. 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 Wow. So thank you um, for sharing. First of yeah, all. Thank of you so much. Thank you so much. And so what's some advice that you would give to a woman who's gone out of relationship or a marriage and need help finding themselves? Yes. Oh, so good. (sighs) Such a good question. So first, I think it's so important, like I said, um, to have people around you. Like I, I had people around me. That's the first thing I had people around me, but I did not share a daggone thing with anyone. Like no one knew the pain that I was in. I had a therapist and that was all. Like my mom, my dad, no one knew what was happening. My brother, sister, no one. Like I was so ashamed. I was so broken. I was in this place where I'm like, I don't like, don't ask me questions. I don't want anyone to know the life that I'm living right now. I'm just going to show up to church with a smile on my face and pretend life is good. Hmm. That's a lie. And I think it is so important for people to, to break that. Um, like, posting social media posts and like whatnot like sharing like I'm the happiest with my boo whatever like let's be real guys if you're like in the trenches you need to reach out to people you need to be able to 
speak to people and tell them the truth of what's happening. Um, because if you do not, you're just gonna silently be in pain. And I just, that's not a fun place to be. It was not a fun place for me to be. Um, so I think reaching out to those that are in your court is important. Um, I not, shame is a big thing. Um, shame is a big thing. And feeling like you're living in a world of shame is the worst thing possible. Um, especially as you're in a place of brokenness. Um, because if you're feeling like you're in shame, you're just, there's just so much that's going to be fed into your mind and you're just going to, it's just going to spiral and it's going to create a deeper place of depression, a deeper place of pain. Um, and in order for you to break that shame, I think a huge part is really recognizing the pain that you're going through, you know, um, and speaking that out. Um, I think a huge part is just being willing to show your scars to people and not hide them. Like being able to sh be vulnerable with people. I think so many people run away from the idea of being vulnerable because it's a, it's a scary thing. I totally get it. It's a scary thing, but it is a beautiful thing because that can lead to healing. Um, and being willing to be vulnerable can lead to just such a greater victory for yourself. Um, so I also, I really do believe in the power of, um, journaling. Um, for me, I, I still have my journals from when I was married and like, I'll go through them here and there. And I'm like, whoa, like, I don't even know who you were. Like, who was that? Who was that person that was living in that like realm of life? So being able to see the shift of life that was created from a place of darkness to a place of light um, is really cool. Um, I think that like gives, that gave me a lot of motivation um, for people to know that it can be done. Um, your healing can come if you're willing to seek it out. Um, and I think it's really important for anyone that is, I, so let me be very clear. I believe in the power of marriage. I do believe it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a, like God is in marriages and I, I like, yeah. Um, but if you are in a place where divorce is what's happening, um, just know that there is life. <laughs> There's still life to be lived after um, your divorce and not to feel like you have failed. Um, there's two parties involved um, and you cannot take all the guilt and shame and, and be the one that's bearing it all for yourself because you'll be in a really lonely place if you think that it's all you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's wow. awesome. One thing I do wish I did more was journaling. I feel like if I could go back to my high school self and see where I was then. And now that I'm finishing up college, I think it'd be like such a great thing to see my, my evolution. Yeah. Per se. So our final question that we ask all of our guests is, um, what is your vision for the future? And we ask that because our podcast title is, is a vision. So that's a good way to tie it all together. It. You can apply it to yourself, like your future, 
the future you see for society, anything really. Yeah, lots of visions. Um, so I think I, I have a huge desire to get married again one day, which is crazy to think. But no, it's not. I- yes. Yes. <laughs> Listen, so you're the whole package. So <laughs> like Nelly even- said, you have a lot to bring to the table. I don't know why you're saying it's crazy. <laughs> so the reason I say it's crazy is because the moment I left, like from my apartment I was like God like I need to be able to experience what a real marriage is and I was ready from that day and I just like sounds crazy but it's just I'm thankful that my marriage did not create a broken view of what marriage can be um so that is my heart's desire is to be a wife um I just can't wait to be a wife one day I cannot wait to be a mom um I know I talked about being a auntie but uh, those kids will forever be my little babies but I can't wait to birth my own one day um I children are just such a blessing and I have always loved kids through and through and I yeah it's gonna be beautiful what else do I see for myself? Um, I eventually, I've, I've got these like thoughts in my mind where eventually I would like to have my own practice. Um, and I would really like to start a nonprofit back home in South Sudan. Um, I cut, I come from a a war-torn country. Um, A lot of brokenness has been in South Sudan and I've never ever traveled to South Sudan, but I have heard stories. I work with families um, from South Sudan and I've seen my own father and my own family. And um, I have a deep passion for my people and want to see healing come to them um, in all aspects of life. The most importantly in my eyes is really seeing them healthy and whole mentally um, because of the trauma that they went through. Um, I feel like there's just so much that can be done back home and I just want to be able to give back there. Um, I take a lot of pride from where I come from um, and I just those are my people. Those are my people. And I can't wait to give back to them one day. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing as a society, I pray for peace. <laughs> like yes. I want to be had in this place that we call the world that we live in. Um, and I just desire to see unity um, amongst races amongst um different religions like I just want to see us be in a place of just like living out a life of joy and not fear like not fearing the life that we're living right now the life that I'm living the life as a black woman like just there's so much um fear that comes with (laughs) who I am as an individual. And I just don't want to live in that. I want to live knowing that I know, I know that I'm, I have purpose in my life and I know that I have, there's so much for me to offer, 
but I would like for others to recognize that as well. Um, yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Like, yeah. That was the best answer so far. Yeah. So we'll keep, we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, cut that. we'll cut that out. But, <laughs> just that between us. but just know, just know. Well, Alva, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, yeah, we really appreciate, we appreciate the free you. advice. Yes. Your time. Yes. We have charged people for this episode, but <laughs> if we had any sponsors, we would share the money, but unfortunately <laughs> it's just us in this hobby. <laughs> Y'all, this is going to go far. Like, Amen. Buddha. I, this, I have listened and it has been beautiful. Um, Thank you. you guys are doing such a great job. Keep it up, please. Thank like, you. people need to hear your voices. Um, and yeah. Thank you. That means yeah. a lot. Thank you. Well, have a good night. Thank you so much. You again. too. Bye. You Bye. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did. Yeah, and please make sure to leave a review, you know, a nice comment. Make sure to rate our podcast, you know, five stars. (laughs) And follow us on Instagram at I-S-A-V-I-S-I-O-N underscore. Thank you. Bye. Bye.